Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of the Starkville Daily News, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Here with you on a Thursday morning. We're very glad to be with you here on this Thursday, thanks so much for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you're getting podcasts from. We appreciate everybody tuning in, especially our servicemen and women taking care of us and any of our doctors, nurses, and medical personnel, hospital personnel who happen to be listening. We are very thankful for you right now. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House. I want to remind you that just because you need social distance doesn't mean you don't need caffeine. You, In fact, I think social distance means you need more caffeine. Ain't no doubt about it. You're, you you're going medium to large, small to medium. You gotta, you gotta up the ante. You got two kids in the house. I say you have a coffee for every kid you have in the house. Well, come September, I'll be spending a little more money. Three coffees. <laughs> it's like just, just, in, just inject the coffee directly. I don't have time for it to, to process through my stomach. I need you to inject the coffee directly into my veins. Do you think we can? We'll see you when they're like, Joel. Are you shooting heroin? No, it's it's blueberry cobbler. Do you know how C Spire has like the underground wireless yeah. internet stuff. Do you think Shane could like run an intravenous line or something like just under Highway 12 to, all the way to my house yeah, and just, just start tapping the vein there? Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. You should do that. But before then, <laughs> hit the uh, the drive through window, window up at uh, Highway 12 or the walk. Is it intravenous? Intravenous? Intravenously. Yes. Intra- intravenously. I think I said intravenous. I need intravenously. Intravenous. Intravenous. Yeah. There we go. I can walk spell up window. it. I can't say it. Uh, there's like a list of words that's really long that I can do that with. I, yeah. I can spell them, but I can't say them. At the very top of the list is Loyola, although I got it that time. Don't don't count on it, though. Uh, anyway, walk-up window at uh, the University Drive location. Check them out over at Strange Brew Coffee House. Check out collegecornerstore.com. And remember right now, just because baseball season's been canceled doesn't mean you don't want to represent the M over S. You can go to their website right now, pop baseball into the search bar, and they'll take 25% off your order. Any baseball-related items, any M over S, polos, hats, T-shirts, anything that you would wear to Duty Noble Field to show that you support the Diamond Dogs is available to you for 25% off, thanks to our good friends over at collegecornerstore.com. And one more uh, sponsor to get to, of course, the good folks over at Vantage Business Systems. Don't forget that this is the time to be calling those guys because you need help setting things up for your, your office remotely, your virtual office. You need to get your employees taken care of. They need new devices. Advantage Business Systems can set this up for you right now with no problem. They're running specials on all this stuff. They know that you're in need. They want to help you out the same way they've been helping out businesses here in Mississippi for nearly 45 years. So don't hesitate Get in touch with those guys right now. Good people who have been doing business with Mississippi State for a number of years. They've been doing business here in Starkville with OCH. They've been doing business all over this great state. And that's why they encourage you to not only be local, but to buy local. So, again, call them at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com. Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. It's that time again, Joel. 
Time once again to get into the greatest Bulldog bracket. This is our last uh, first-round matchups. We will The next show we do on the bracket on Sunday will uh, we'll be the second round. A trip to the Sweet 16 will we'll be, be on, on the line. line. Absolutely. Yeah, somebody can hang a banner at that point if they so uh, choose. Let's review our uh, matchups from earlier in the week. Uh, our closest 215 matchup so far. Johnny Cook's 70% of the vote over Porkchop Womack at 30%, so he advances. It will be sort of interesting here. We have linebacker on linebacker, and then in the other one we have pitcher on pitcher for the second round. But Mario Hagan takes the 7-10 matchup over Eric Dubose. He gets 55% of the vote, so pretty close there. Jeff Brantley, 87% of the vote over Shorty McWilliams. He advances to the round of 32 to take on Jonathan Holder. In our closest matchup so far, 52-48 to 48 over Jarvis Vernardo. Well, SWAT can run on for a long time. Yeah. God has cut him down, yes. <laughs> so again, your, your bottom half of the Allen Hall region, Johnny Cooks versus Mario Hagan, Jonathan Holder versus Jeff Brantley in the second round. Those are, those are, I, 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 again, you know, I, when I put this together, I didn't, I didn't really look that far ahead, but I like the fact that we could have linebacker, linebacker, pitcher, pitcher. You know, I like the sentiment that like Shorty McWilliams was underseated or whatever, and then he faces Jeff Brantley, and it's at, what eighty seven, eighty seven percent. Yeah, like, like who, who could I have put Shorty McWilliams up against? That if I had reversed the seats, and Brantley was the fourteen seed, the results would still been the same. Yeah. So hence why I did it this way. You know, I, did, I, I knew better. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, no offense to people, to the great history I, of Mississippi State. I guess all six people that complained about Shorty McWilliams voted for him and everybody else voted for Brantley. Pretty much. Know. Pretty much. 87% of the vote. So now we're at the top half of the Allen Hall bracket. That's it. I do get the sentiment. Shorty McWilliams has an incredible resume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he has in the ring of honor. He's a, the, before Dak Prescott, he was the only MSU player to ever get a Heisman vote. Uh, all American football player played a long time in the pros. Good, good guy. Yeah, the great bulldog. The biggest hindrance to him was it happened in like the forties. Right, or his career happens in nineteen eighty five instead of nineteen forty five. He's on he's higher seed. You know, it's just it's just difficult. You know, to put their achievements into context. It is, it is, and it's difficult to vote for people that you didn't see play. Right, and you know, obviously, a lot of people got to see Jeff Brantley. Yeah. Um, and I, I saw someone had asked on Twitter the other day about the Braves, who was their greatest third baseman, Eddie Matthews or Chipper Jones. Mm-hmm. And, like, Andrew Jones chimed in. So like, well, I didn't see Eddie Matthews play, so I'm Chipper all the way. And and I think you kind of see some of that in this bracket. Um, we, unfortunately, in our limited time on Earth, don't have time to see it all. So people like Shorty McWilliams get penalized for playing in the 1940s. But, hey. Right. So there it is. All right, uh, so now we're at, like I said, top half of the Allen Hall region. Uh, let's start with the number one seed here, Jake Mangum. Somebody wanted a Perry Cafeteria region. Should they have. wanted they should have, they should have been the Perry Cafeteria region. You know what? I can get behind that, but we're a little late in the process yeah. now. Maybe next year. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully, that's just a summertime hobby or something as opposed to quarantine. That's something that we, we pushed through in about two weeks after June, the middle of June. I saw a Harvard study came out today that said we may be social distancing until 2022 or something like that. And I was like, the world will have ended before then if we're still social distancing. We say, I think – here we go. When social distance, it doesn't mean you have to like keep businesses close and all that. It just means you got to be more – You know, you can't just go handshake everybody you see. You know? Yeah. So that's just it's just about being careful. 
You know, some businesses, some businesses may have to adapt the way they do business. They may have to tell you, like, look, we can't crowd up the register and stuff like that. Like, there's a one of the service stations I I, I used to go to. I don't go there anymore because they keep doing this. They have two registers open. They're right there within a foot of each other, and they're just like, come on, come on. I'm like, I'll wait. And after like the second time, I was just like, you know what? No, that's not. It's not worth going in here. So I don't go there anymore. I go to I go I, when I want to just if I just want to pick up a Coke. You know what I do? I go to Kroger. Go to Kroger to the, I go to Kroger to the gas station where the guy's behind glass. I don't even have to be within. I'm not even breathing the same air as that guy. So, perfect. I know what I'm doing. Jake Mangum's the one seed here in the Allen Hall region. Uh, of course, his resume speaks for itself, and he has spoken on this show a couple of times. Uh, all-time leading hitter in the history of the Southeastern Conference. Uh, SEC champion, four Super Regionals, two College World Series, and... In maybe in terms of popularity, the most popular MSU baseball player of all time. I don't know that he's the greatest. He's, he's certainly on the short list, but he may the most be the most popular MSU baseball player, and maybe the most popular athlete in MSU history, aside from Dak Prescott. And that's I, I really do think that's going to be the matchup we see at the end. By the way, I think we're going to have Mangum Jake versus, versus Dak. Dak. Yeah, fifteen versus fifteen. Gosh. I can't wait to see that poll. Oh, it's, it's going to be it's going to be brutal. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, but I mean, is there? Do you agree with my assessment? Most popular baseball player of all time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, the only ones that, that could compete there is Rafi and 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 Will. And you would know better than I because again, you're old. You got to live <laughs> through it, but. I only lived through the Jake Mangum era. I mean, I guess I was alive for Rafi and Will, but I was, you know, in diapers. So I don't recall what, what you know, Thunder and Lightning Mania, the originals. And it's just different. I, I don't remember. Because of social but, media and everything. Yeah. You, know, you just had, And then when games weren't on television ever, I, I would imagine if we could go back in time, if, if State, beyond the College World Series, if Rafael Palmero and Will Clark played more than two games on TV, I would be really surprised. I mean, talking about like TV that you could watch from your home, you know, not some sort of closed circuit deal. Talking about, you know, they were on ESPN. Probably never. So, yeah. So, yeah. In terms, it is. It's obviously it's it's two different things, two different kinds of, of situations. But for me, for my money, Mangum's number one in terms of popularity, and he's the number one seed here in this region. He will be matched up against one of the most successful MSU athletes of the past. Two decades, maybe Nuno Borges from MSU uh, men's tennis, uh, number one player in the nation, multiple-time SEC champion. Um, said I think he had a record-winning streak. Just an incredible guy. I, I mean, one of the most, in terms of, of his sport, maybe the most dominant on this on this entire list. To be honest, to be honest with you, he, there may not be a guy who dominated his sport more than Nuno Borges did. Yeah, and I'll tell you something else that stands out to me a little bit about Nuno was one of the postseason events here at the A.J. Pitts Tennis Center, mm-hmm. and State won, and, and they advanced on. And I, I think that the tennis guys and gals do this some, but, I mean, just to, he, he stands there and shakes everybody. I guess now he'd have to bump elbows if they did it again. <laughs> but basically, as soon as the match is over, goes to the bottom of those stairs at the tennis facility, and as people are leaving, he's shaking everybody's hand, thanking them for coming and watching them yeah. play and stuff like that. And that, that sort of, sort of, sort of like what women's basketball yeah, does to a smaller so. center. They're not getting all 10,000 people, but, yeah. you know. Um, 
that's what they do. But it, Nuno just always seemed like, in, in my interactions with him, he always seemed like a, a really good representative for Mississippi State, too. And the only reason that he wouldn't be thought of as higher is because of the sport he played. And I know there's a few people like that. You know, you play these right. other sports and you just – you don't have the visibility that a Jake Mangum or a dad You translate has. Nuno Borges' success to baseball, basketball, or football. He's a one seed yeah. in there. But as it is, he's a 16 seed. He's up against Mangum. They will be matched up in the 8-9 matchup. Should be an interesting one. Fletcher Cox, the pride of Yazoo City High School. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, People are just, just seething. seething mad right now. He might lose because of that. Mm-hmm. And he's up against Tan White, probably, from a, again, from a statistical standpoint, only the second greatest women's basketball player in MSU history. I agree well, with you, but I don't think he's losing against I don't, He probably won't, but it might be closer than you think. <laughs> Later on down the line, he might. Yeah, well, he's not going to get past Mangum. Yeah. So, uh, But Fletcher Cox, we all know him. Uh, <laughs> maybe the first, I guess, yeah, the first great football player of the the Dan Mullen era, you know, left as a junior, top you know first pick, or I'm sorry, first round pick, uh, all SEC, all American, just a dominant dominant player. He was a guy that it was so good in college that you didn't really notice how good he was. You know, until until the end of his career, I was like, yeah, he's good. And then you started paying when he when he started saying, okay, he's going to be a first round pick. I started paying a little bit more attention to him because it's tough to pay, pay attention to a defensive tackle unless they are just doing crazy stuff. And then you start watching him, and you're like, oh my, this guy's incredible. Great athlete. Who can forget the uh, the block field goal against uh, Arkansas that he nearly took in for a touchdown? Uh, just just a guy who was all over the field. And now, I mean, a Mississippi State Bulldog is the highest paid defensive lineman in the league. His name is Fletcher Cox. Next year, his name will be Chris Jones. <laughs> Maybe in three years, his name Jeff will be Jeff Simmons. Simmons. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, by the way, if you've thought about this. The, the highest paid... Defensive lineman and defensive back in the league are both Mississippi State guys. Slay is the highest paid. Slay, that's right. Yeah. So and, and then and Dak maybe the Dak, highest paid quarterback. quarterback in a, in a few months. I don't know. So Fletcher Cox, uh, he is the eight seed. He has matched up with Tan White, who sort of the Pippin to Latoya Thomas, right? More or less. Uh, great basketball player at Mississippi State. Uh, the number was she the number two pick overall? Yeah, the number two pick. I didn't realize she was picked by the Indiana Fever. They got a thing for Bulldogs. That's where Victoria Vivians plays uh, now um, at Mississippi State. An incredible player, average twenty points per game, uh, just all over the court. Really, really good basketball player. Um, and of course, it translated into a long pro career. Uh, played uh, nine years in the uh, the WNBA. Was an all rookie team member. Just, I think her legacy is sort of I'm trying to think of somebody who, who who's in this situation, but you know she's right there with Latoya Thomas, basically. But everybody thinks of Latoya first, so that's why I say she's sort of the Pippin. Yeah. In this situation, would you agree? I think that's fair. Um, I'm like you. I'm trying to think of somebody else that. Maybe gets overshadowed a little bit by, by somebody else. I about said Montez Sweat. Maybe he was a little bit overshadowed by yeah, Jeff Simmons yeah. a little bit, but but that was still a couple first round picks. So I don't know. Yeah, but I get what you're saying, and I agree. Right. Oh, so she played two years with Victoria with uh, with Latoya. Played her freshman and her sophomore year. She averaged uh, 18 a game. Latoya Thomas averaged uh, 24 and 26 a game. 
we always talk about this, sort of like uh, with the I'm trying to think, you know, Stansberry and some of his guys that didn't make the NCAA, didn't go further in the NCAA tournament. This is a really bad one. You had the number one and the number two overall picks in your draft, and never made it past the round of thirty-two. That's tough. Yeah, that's sort of tough. So, but Tan White's a fantastic uh, basketball player, great shooter, uh, really, really good, and worthy. Of, yeah, nine seed. I may have underseeded her to be totally honest with you, as good as she was. But she's the nine seed matched up with Fletcher Cox, and then these are the fun ones. These five, twelve, four, thirteens have provided some interesting matchups and some controversy as we've been doing this. We'll do 413 first. Brent Rooker is the four seed. Again, in terms of popularity, he's right up there. Uh, and he is, in my opinion, the possessor of maybe the greatest single season in MSU athletics history. I mean, he and Palmero both have triple crowns. I'd put Bailey Howell's senior year on there. Maybe Dak Prescott's senior year. Just a monster. A guy that every time he came to the plate, I was convinced he was going to hit the ball out of the ballpark. And he usually did. He did more often than not. <laughs> um, he is sort of a one-year wonder. Yeah, he was good in, his, in, in 2016 on that SEC championship team, which I always laughed at. He batted seventh. That's how good that lineup was. He batted seventh. This guy who was, ended up being a first-round pick the next year. But in 2017, with the team that was you know, decimated by the, by the pitching staff, had, was so decimated by injury, and you know you didn't you had lost so much from the starting lineup a year before. He and Mangum carried this team, and for a while it was just it was just Brent Rooker. How many games did he just sort of win by himself? It, I guarantee that I can look at, at the, the box scores and find five to six wins that, if everything else was the same, but Brent Rooker didn't didn't make the play, they lose the game. And that's not, that's including defensively. Think about that play at Ole Miss on, on I think that was on a Saturday when they got the sweep. And he made that crazy play at first play, first base to, to win the game. Just a really – if there was a baseball player that had the clutch gene for for whatever amount of time in his career, Brent Rooker had it in 2017. Yeah. I mean, he was he was just good from – it didn't matter what, what inning he came up to, to bat. It didn't, didn't matter what who the pitcher was. Um, you probably mentioned the name Brent Rooker to, to Kentucky, and they, they probably have a nervous tick in their eyes – just start twitching or something because uh, he, he hit balls in that series that are still traveling. But what a what a fantastic year! And, and it, quite frankly, I don't know if you and I will live to see another baseball no. offensive year as good as what he had in 2017. It would it would be something to see that. To be honest with you, uh, I, I don't know that that we will. I don't know that you know talking about triple crown. It's only been two in the history of the SEC. They happened 32 years apart at yeah. the same school. But that's it. you know. So the thought of, I mean, let's just say that the, the time frame holds up another 32 years. I, I mean, I'm be 80. I would be 32. I'd be 76. I mean, if I'm still covering games at that point, I won't be covering games at that point. I don't. <laughs> I, ho- I hope not. <laughs> so I'll be up there with, you know, like David Murray. What are these kids doing out there? <laughs> Shaking my cane at the field. Turn that rap music down. <laughs> Stuff like that. So, before we get into the the the, the second half of this matchup and the final uh, matchup, <laughs> I can't think of another word. Second half of the brackets over. Yeah, yeah, that's here. where I was going. We, we got to move on into that. That comes to us come to us via our good friends at Welcome Home Beef. I, I talked about it yesterday. These incredible porterhouse steaks they've got. 
These T-bone steaks, they are unbelievable, and you want to put those on the grill this weekend. There's no better time than the 40th-plus day or whatever of a quarantine to, <laughs> to eat USDA prime porterhouse steaks. And if we're into this quarantine like on day 80, it'll, it'll taste good that day, too. It'll taste good. Day. There's no day it won't taste good. Yeah. The quarantine might not be great, but the steaks are. The steaks are. So, give them a call today at 662-418-2021. Visit them online at facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef. Place your order for steaks, roasts, burgers. And they've got those value packs, too. I saw one of our listeners today ordered their uh, one of the value packs. Got a couple, got like three or four steaks. Got a big roast. Got some burgers. I mean, they got it all and at a very good price. So, don't be afraid to not distance yourself from this incredible deal and from this incredible meat, this USDA Prime, grain-fed, locally sourced beef, processed over at Mississippi State University. Again, buying local when you do it with Welcome Home Beef. And why? Why, Joel? Why should you do that? Well, Brian, it just tastes good. You know it. All right, so what do we say? The fourth seed here was Brent Rooker. The 13th seed is Don Smith. Don Smith, you know, after the the eighty one season, or I mean, John Bond and and Johnny Cooks and those guys, Glenn Collins, Glenn Young, Marty McDoyle, a lot of stars on those early eighties teams. And then there wasn't much after that until Jackie Sherrill arrived. But Don Smith was that guy. Don Smith is another example, sort of like Jackie Parker. We talked about him. John Bond, the same, of a quarterback born 25, 30 years too early. Don Smith and a Dan Mullen offense would have been an All-American type of player, uh, but it, he just he just born, he was just ahead of his time. An unbelievable athlete, ended up playing running back in uh, the in the in the NFL. He is to this day the only MSU player to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Ran one in for the Buffalo Bills in Super Bowl. I don't know the the number. It was the the nineteen ninety one Super Bowl against the Giants. Um, and of course, you know the. He is uh, most probably most remembered collegiately for his incredible touchdown run against Tennessee in 1986, where State uh, went up to Knoxville and won. And I guess in in retrospect, maybe we should have seen him higher because that win was the first time that Jack Crystal ever said "rapid in maroon and white." Really? Yeah. So Don Smith is responsible for that catchphrase. That alone should be worth some votes. I don't know that I knew that. Maybe, yeah. I, maybe I should have known that, but I... Jack Crystal. Learned something every day. If I did a bracket of non-athletes, MSU people, and say MSU people in traditions, Jack Crystal's a one seed, right? Oh, yeah. Who, who For sure. The, Jack Crystal, Ron Polk. We're not talking players at, at all here, right? No. Coaches and just things about MSU. The left field lounge is a one seed. Yeah. And... Jim Ellis is up there. Jim Ellis, Jack, just for his baseball. He is, but he's probably like a two seed. Um. Hmm. Would the drill junction. field, the drill field, or the junction be a one seed? That's a, that's. A, I, I I did mess around with this a little bit, but I could not come up with even like thirty things. Rick's Rowdies. Eh. It wouldn't be a one seed. It wouldn't be a one seed. It's not even around anymore. So you know. <laughs> So, yeah. So, Brent Rooker, the fourth seed. Don Smith, the 13th seed. And then our 5-12 matchup. We have not had a 5-12 upset. I don't think we're going to have a 5-12 upset. Because here we got the five seed, Super D, Daryl Wilson, against number 12 seed, Vic Ballard. Now, we'll start with Ballard, who is 
I, one of my all-time favorite Bulldogs. Loved Vic Ballard. He just ran the ball hard. Uh, I just enjoyed watching him play. Of course, he was part of that success, you know, the return to success for Mississippi State in 2010-2011. Uh, had maybe his best games against Ole Miss uh, in, in 2011, then in the bowl game against Wake Forest. Um, set a or tied the MSU single season rushing record with 19 touchdowns uh, his his junior year in 2010. Just a good football player and a, sort of snake bit in the pros. He's just suffers from some, from some injuries and was really never able to get anything going. He you know, he had some early success. He had that crazy. I've seen that highlight about a thousand times where he sort of. He does like the Neo thing where he's avoiding bullets, yeah. where he just jumps in the air and he does like a, a spin <laughs> in the air to score. Uh, I don't have anything to add on Vic Ballard, but a while ago when you were talking about MSU uh, tradition, you, you got some one seed. Did we say cowbells? Did you oh, say? cowbells! Yeah, because that that would easily that's a one be seat. that would be the number one so overall. So our one that yeah. cowbells number one overall. Yes, with <laughs> we didn't even say it, and it would be the number one overall. Yeah. Seat. Jack Crystal, Ron Polk, and the left field lounge. It's gonna be tough to top any of those four. That's that's what's got to be it. Yeah. So, all right, Vic Ballard's our 12 seed. He's matched up with Daryl Wilson, who we had on the show just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, maybe the greatest all-time shooter in MSU history. Uh, two-time All-SEC, Sweet 16, Final Four. Again, talking about popularity, maybe the most popular MSU basketball player of all time. Hmm. He was really popular. I mean, he still yeah, is. He still is. He, he is a guy that when he shows up at the hump, people recognize him still to yeah. this day. He doesn't look that different either. He still looks like you go out there and get 15, 16 points. Look, I, I will never forget, I think Rick Ray was still coaching. There was a game where Daryl Wilson and Marcus Bullard were sitting on the front row together of those, those expensive seats, and they were talking to Craig Sword the entire game. <laughs> he was just like, they were coaching him. They were like, dude, and they would point and they would yell. And I was just like, he is getting a world class instruction today. This is incredible. I was, and I was listening <laughs> to him. They were in his ear. and But he played really well that day. And I guess, you know, I don't know if he knew that. That's one of the things. Do those guys know those guys? I'm sure they do, but I don't know. But Daryl Wilson, obviously, for me... Some players would. I don't know if Craig's... I mean, surely they do, but... Yeah. I mean, if it was a Tyson Carter or a Reggie Perry Tyson or Carter like that, that was, they yeah. would absolutely know who those people were. Yeah. Uh, Super D, you know, like I said, maybe the most beloved MSU basketball player, most popular of all time. A great player. I mean, definitely a top five basketball player of all time at Mississippi State. If you put together an all-Bulldog first team, he's your two, I would think. Yeah. Maybe him or Jeff Malone, but... Just, just, just everybody liked him. They're, 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 you can't find an MSU fan who didn't like Daryl Wilson. I, I mean, not that I know. Of. I had a class with Daryl Wilson. Now that I think about it, so many years ago, stats for behavioral sciences. Never missed a class. I, think, I bet if I went back and asked Richard Williams, like you're, you're damn right, he didn't miss a class. <laughs> I would have, I would have had something to say to him then. <laughs> so, so Daryl Wilson, Vic Ballard, that's your five twelve. Brent Rooker, Don Smith is your four thirteen. And then again, on the top of the half here. Jake Mangum and Nuno Borges, 116. Fletcher Cox, Tan White is your 8-9. So we'll have those matchups run through the weekend, and then next week we shall start the second round. we got another contender for a one seed in our okay. Vic Schaefer. 
Ooh, see that he can't be a one. <laughs> can't be a one now. He might have been before, but he'd be a two at best right now. And he would lose in the first round. <laughs> he would lose. In there the would first be a fifteen. <laughs> he, 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 he would. He would lose like the omelet lady at the Perry Cafeteria. <laughs> if you had him as a as a one seed, I get, it would be one of those sixteen one upsets. I get a blow, sure. I get blowback on that too. Like, how could you do that? So, oh well. All right. Guys, uh, we will talk to you again tomorrow. We've got a Bulldog Rewind lined up with Cole Gordon talking about the 2018 Vanderbilt uh, Series clincher in Game 3 on that one. And uh, we'll probably play around and do some other stuff as well. So, looking forward to that. Talk to you guys on Friday morning. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.